Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have a great discussion today. We're going to be talking a lot about how if you are a coach, some of the tips that you can use, but trust me, Everything that we're going to learn applies to everybody. So we're going to have such a great time today. So please join me in welcoming Luke Charlton to our program today. Welcome, Luke. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Deb. How are you? I am perfect. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you, and then we will dive in. So in 2013, Luke Charlton decided to quit his comfortable six-figure-per-year government job, move halfway around the world, and start on an online business as a coach. He finally discovered this formula for online success and has now helped over 4,000 coaches grow their business online. Luke has been featured in Six Figure Coach Magazine, spent in excess of $16 million on advertising, banked $50 million in sales for his clients, and has been hired by top ad agencies. So again, Luke, how are you? I'm doing very well, very well. Perfect. I love it. Well, and if people couldn't tell, you're not here in the States. You are in Australia. I love this. I love that we reach around the world. And the fact that tech allows us to do this, right? Um, It is some horrible, awful time in the morning for you. And it's almost at the end of my day for me. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but I think that my my listeners and viewers always want to know a little bit more about how my guests got to where they are today. So tell us, how did you discover that this is your passion in life? Uh, it's a good question. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that I like I left my corporate job it's about ten, it's literally ten years ago mm-hmm. uh, to the to the month. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, it might be July is to the month ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. You feel like in business, you you live multiple mm-hmm. lifetimes in one, um, right. you know, in, in in a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so what happened was like most people when you kind of like you know come out of college mm-hmm. um for us we call it university mm-hmm. you just go into a well you know a nine to five I was never really right. entrepreneurial mm-hmm. and um what happened was I was I, I enjoyed the nine nine to five jobs for maybe like six months or so and then <laughs> I would get kind of bored and monotonous mm-hmm. right because you learn all there is to mm-hmm. know and you stop growing and then I'd go on to the next you know job mm-hmm. and and then that would be really fun for the next and mm-hmm. I didn't realize until after I did that a few times that um, you know, that that's what the problem was, right? That I just mm-hmm. stopped, you know, I, everything got monotonous and I stopped growing. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know what, I can't do this for the rest of my life because where mm-hmm. I was, where I'm from is from Canberra, which is kind of like Washington, D.C. It's very, okay. um, it's like a government town. Okay. <clears throat> and the only way to move up is if someone <laughs> if someone dies or if someone retires. So right. you're basically mm-hmm. stuck in your job for, mm-hmm. for a long time. And I'm like, you know, I can't do that. So mm-hmm. that's why I quit my I quit my um, job. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was kind of still searching of like, what do I want to do with my life? And this is mm-hmm. like, I was about 25. And I did um, my personal training certificate, did some personal mm-hmm. training. I really enjoyed that. And then I also came across coaching, mm-hmm. like life coaching and mm-hmm. and fell in love with the idea of being able to, you know, coach people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, I thought, you know what, I'll combine my passion for health and wellness with mm-hmm. With, um, with coaching, life coaching, do more of like a physical and mental side of, you know, getting in shape. So I moved to London with the idea of becoming like a health and fitness mm-hmm. coach. And I basically failed miserably. Like first, basically the whole time there, I was there for about 12 months. Mm-hmm. It was just like throwing spaghetti at the wall and, oh. and seeing what sticks basically mm-hmm. in, in terms of the um, uh, my marketing strategies. So mm-hmm. I was doing like webinars, I was doing blogging, I was doing mm-hmm. you know, Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, I was doing mm-hmm. Google Hang. So it wasn't YouTube live back then, it was Google mm-hmm. Hangouts. Um doing a, a, a ton of different things. And um and basically failing in all of them. I think it had about 17 different strategies. I got I got so desperate that I had to borrow money off my family just just to mm-hmm. survive over there. Um I, I joined like MLMs, uh, you know, just to Try and find opportunities to make mm-hmm. make money. I was selling like trying to sell mobile apps to restaurants, like literally door knocking at the end to try mm-hmm. and like generate oh, sales. Painful, very painful. So basically, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I moved to London is because my family's from there, so I had my UK passport, and okay. I thought I thought um, you know it would be easier to get clients because there's more more people in more London. People, right? <laughs> that, was the, mm-hmm. that was the logic, but as yeah, it didn't didn't really work out that way, and so um, I ended up moving back to back to australia i ended up living with my nan actually she was because i was in a lot of debt then mm-hmm. racked up a lot of debt and but she was the only one that would let me live with her rent free which was mm-hmm. very kind of her and um i got a side job in a in a bar and that was great because it allowed me to well, pay my bills to start off mm-hmm. with pay, pay my debt but really realize you know take a couple of steps back and go okay what i'm doing is is not working mm-hmm. um you know what you know what and help, it gave me some time to figure out, okay, if I'm going to do this, what I'm doing is not working, throwing spaghetti at the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to find out what works. And one of the things that I realized I was doing was kind of like ch- chasing the bright, shiny objects. Mm-hmm. So trying the latest, they call it funnel in, you know, mm-hmm. in marketing, in my industry, like webinar funnels and all these different types of, that right. was when funnels started to become big. But just, I was you know, one guru said, oh, you got to do networking events. The next one guru said, you got to be doing, you know, webinars. The next mm-hmm. one said, you got to be doing whatever Google Hangouts. You got to write a book. You got to do this. So I was just jumping from bright, shiny object to bright, shiny object. I'm like, you mm-hmm. know what? I can't, whatever I choose, I have to stick with something and actually see it out. Cause mm-hmm. I was, if I didn't get results within a couple of months, I would just change to the next thing. That was my first big realization. And I was also jumping, to, I was also focusing on the, I said the tactical side of things, mm-hmm. the bright, shiny things. Mm-hmm. And I real from doing some reading and research, I realized I need to focus more on the fundamentals. And that's mm-hmm. and the fundamentals aren't um you know the sexiest things, but they mm-hmm. are they are what gets results. So right. I started studying uh like old school copywriters, how mm-hmm. they got results, you know, like um the Claude Hopkins and mm-hmm. David Ogilvy's, Gary Halbert, um, those type Gene Schwartz, those type of copywriters. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they did um, is, yes, studying the fundamentals, Mm -hmm. but also 100 years ago, the way that they used to advertise businesses, they would put up an ad in in a newspaper. Mm -hmm. Could be for whatever, like it could be for a course, Mm -hmm. a product, whatever it is. And the person would literally write in like physical with a a check or whatever or or Mm -hmm. money, and that's how you would buy a product Mm -hmm. from like an advertisement. Right. And that's how you would buy. A, that's how you build your list, right? It'd be mm-hmm. a phys- like a mailing list. And then mm-hmm. once you have that mailing list, then you would send them more, you know, advertisements mm-hmm. to your to your mailing list of buyers. Well, we have that online now, which is your you know your email list. Mm-hmm. So I so I um I thought you know what I'm just going to keep things simple. I've heard everyone tell me you've got to build your list, so I'm just mm-hmm. going to focus on building my building my list. And so I just. Mm-hmm focused on you know getting people to opt into my list and sending consistent emails not mm-hmm. the sexiest approach everyone knows that they um you know they need to be doing follow up mm-hmm. uh, you know everyone that's one of those boring things but it's this consistency of building my list and sending consistent um emails that mm-hmm. had the right message uh that um that allowed me to start getting you know consistent clients mm-hmm. for the first time so um so that was back in like 2000 15 
And then, so I started, I again, started getting good at copywriting, started helping other coaches with the same strategy, build your list, email your list. Mm -hmm. And then um, I also went from there to, I really didn't like the organic strategies of uh, growing business, Mm -hmm. being in, um, you know, going into Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups and networking events. And I, I knew that I had to figure out paid advertising. And I, mm-hmm. in the beginning, I wasted a lot of money trying to figure out what, what was. And I found a really mm-hmm. great mentor and actually contracted with him in his agency. And, and I went from mm-hmm. spending $20 a day to uh, about two, over, yeah, almost $200,000 a month, like literally overnight. I was just thrown wow. in the deep end. So I learned very quickly on what it takes to um, you know, run advertising campaigns. Mm-hmm. And I applied that with the, the email side of things mm-hmm. and- and so now, basically, I was back in 2016. I kind of left his agency and started my own. And mm-hmm. as you said in the in the beginning, I spent over 16 million dollars. Actually, it's probably more like 20 million now. That that was a few years ago. That 16 mm-hmm. million dollar number. Um, so now I help coaches and high ticket service professionals to basically turn paid advertising into mm-hmm. clients. And one, an email is one of the the, the biggest mm-hmm. strategies. But the the most important message here in terms of you know, I struggled a long time for a long time, and what really changed things around for me was was the key fundamentals. And I'm more than happy to go into what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was focusing on the things that people know that they should be doing, but don't don't really do. For example, because they're research- not sexy, they're not fun, right? Mm-hmm. Like researching your market. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can talk more about that if you want. But you know, that's the first step is knowing your market better than they know themselves really. So mm-hmm. then you can create a message that resonates with that market. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that I've really fell in love with. <clears throat> and um, uh, and why a lot of people come to see me now is to help them with their message. And mm-hmm. I just basically, if if we're doing it for them in my agency, we just do the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want me to consult or coach them on that, I tell mm-hmm. them to go to the fundamentals basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really just... Focusing on those and then not being distracted by the bright, shiny objects, right? Mm-hmm. So, the new funnels. There's a new funnel basically every week, it right. feels like. Um, there's new updates to the Facebook advertising mm-hmm. platform. I don't focus like I haven't gone through a Facebook advertising course like in, in years on all the mm-hmm. latest updates. I don't focus on that. I just focus on things that don't change like human mm-hmm. psychology. Mm-hmm. If I know, if, if I understand that, then my advertisements will will convert mm-hmm. and, and they do. Right. So that's um, uh, that's a, a brief story of my last mm-hmm. last ten years. I love it, you know, and and it is so true that we get caught up in the bright shiny object. You know, I always laugh that I'm the squirrel person, right? Yeah. Um, and and especially when a guru or somebody we trust or all of those, you know, uh, somebody who mm. writes the book about it, you know, all those things. When they say, oh, my gosh, you should be here. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And sometimes maybe, you know, you you need to switch to those. But if you yep. don't have the basics down, it's not going right. to matter. Yeah, um, exactly. you know, and and yeah. I think that is the biggest thing that people forget. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's a, um, a, fr- a saying that one of my friends has. He said, um, a new funnel won't fix a broken message, right? A new, a new funnel, or another way of saying that is a new, a new marketing strategy won't fix a broken message. So, yeah, you could go from building a Facebook group to get clients or you could go to a webinar or whatever the strategy is online. But if your message, your offer, right, that you're promoting mm-hmm. is is not resonating, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter what strategy that you do. You're still leading them to, this, to the same offer mm-hmm. that, they, that they don't want. So, if you want to grow your business, it's, yeah, it's really all about the getting the message right, mm-hmm. right. and then strategy later. So how do, excuse me, how do you develop that message? How do you know that, you know, it, it, as you said, you know, it's going to appeal to the right people as mm. opposed to, gee, I want to write for everybody. Yes. So, I mean, the, <laughs> the well, the first step is you want to, it's kind of two steps here. I'll explain why. The first step the fundamental is like you want to pick a specific target market. Um, Everyone's heard the term kind of niche down. Mm -hmm. So you want to get clear on who your dream client or your dream customer is. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why I said that's two steps is because often there's a step before where you have to get, like I have to help my clients wrap their head around why we want to get more specific. So Mm -hmm. I have to kind of convince them. Because they want to serve everybody. Yes, yes. And the problem with that is... um, 
you try and serve everybody, you end up, your, your marketing message becomes so broad mm-hmm. that um, it doesn't really appeal to anyone. So an example might be, because I speak to business owners a lot that that struggle and they want mm-hmm. me to help them, you know, get clients online. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, why, why am I attracting low quality leads? And their message is something like how to grow your small to, you know, how to, how to scale your small mm-hmm. to medium sized business or just how to grow your, mm-hmm. you know, how to grow. That's literally the message. It's like, right. I'll help you grow your small to medium sized business, mm-hmm. or I'll help you um, generate more profits for your business. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's kind of like the headline on one of their webinars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, and the problem with like how to get more profits for your business, that, that literally, that's a headline that appeals to, it could be a freelance photographer. Mm-hmm. It could be like a right. you know, and $100 million dollar a year company. <laughs> yeah. So what happens is because there's so much competition in today's mm-hmm. marketplace, we're bombarded with so many messages mm-hmm. that that message just goes over over people's heads, mm-hmm. right? And you don't end up standing out. And then your mm-hmm. click costs, your advertising costs are, you know, quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Or the other end is if it does work and you've got a very broad message, you often attract a lot of low quality leads. Mm-hmm. And generally what that means is not that they're low quality people, mm-hmm. just that they're newer business owners or right. um, they're just people that are unqualified mm-hmm. for your mm-hmm. um, for your product or your service, basically. Right. So by getting more specific, um, you're able to get high quality leads mm-hmm. um, and you're able to serve people that you're that you actually enjoy serving, mm-hmm. uh, people that are a better fit for your product, people that you know your conversion rates go up, mm-hmm. your advertising costs go down. Um, and it just makes it easy to stand out by getting very, very specific about who your dream client mm-hmm. is. And then you, yeah, so you have a message that stands out. So, for example, maybe I, my dream client is, you know, is a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that so I can say, hey, you know, in my advertisement, dear coach or dear coaches, or maybe if it's mm-hmm. a coach over six figures, dear, I mess- here's right. a message to coaches earning over six figures, right? So, um, Thinking through who your dream client is allows you as it to stand out better in the marketplace and, mm-hmm. and attract a high quality prospect. Right, you know, and and as you mentioned, we get bombarded with you know things, whether you know whatever the media source is. Mm. You know, it used to be you know it was really easy when there were only like three television channels and a couple newspapers, <laughs> and the internet hadn't been in, invented yet. Um, but now it's just it's overwhelming and. Our brains as consumers shut off because we, mm. we can't process it all. Um, I've shared this story several times on, on the podcast that I was at a networking thing one time and there was this lovely woman there who sold skincare products. Yeah. yeah. And so you get around to your and what do you do? And she said, Well, I, you know, I provide, you know, services, skincare services, lotion, you know, yep. and, and we all went, you know, and she mm. and 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 so basically, her audience, her target market, was anybody with skin, right? Yeah, that's yeah, everybody. Yeah, you know, and yeah. but for the life of us, we couldn't think of anybody with skin, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um. And so we worked with her, and her, you know, fine tuned her her message down to, I work with teenage boys who have acne, and yeah, then yeah. we either knew that or knew. I mean, you know, we knew right then who mm. she needed to talk to, who we needed to refer her to, things like mm. that. Now, could she, you know, work with a 20-year-old woman who had acne? Sure. I mean, all those various things. But yeah. when she fine-tuned her message, it helped us help her. Right, exactly right. And the other thing is there's a misconception there. Like, it's a really great example because, you know, you said that the, the skincare lotion could help mm-hmm. a wide variety of different target mm-hmm. markets, right? And there's a misconception there that, well, okay, now that I'm helping, you know, teenagers who have acne, mm-hmm. um, that's what I'm going to, that's my whole company is going right. to be like that yeah. for the next, mm-hmm. you know, forever. It's like, no, no, that's, this is a marketing campaign, mm-hmm. right? You create a, mm-hmm. you craft a message, you bring that customer mm-hmm. in and get them selling. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? You can actually create another message, another mm-hmm. campaign that goes to different landing pages right. that maybe speaks to um, old, you know, women over 40 mm-hmm. that ha- still have acne, mm-hmm. right? And now there's a different, um, there's mm-hmm. a different revenue, di- different type of customer right. coming in. So this niche that you've carved out is, it's not a forever thing. It's just mm-hmm. a one, a- one avenue thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the goal there is, so you pick a niche, you scale that up as high as it can go. Mm-hmm. And then once that's at maximum capacity, mm-hmm. then you can move on to the next niche, right? right. And then the next vertical, the next vertical, mm-hmm. et cetera. Goal. So, don't think that just because you define a dream client that you st- or customer, you're stuck with that forever. 
no, this is just a marketing campaign to help you stand out so you can make some sales. Right. Basically. Right. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes you do see, you know, that somebody sticks with something. Um, you know, here in the states, the the car, you know, car manufacturers, often you see things like that. So, like Subaru, you know, hmm. when Subaru is advertising, they are advertising to people who like the outdoors, people who hike, um, yeah. you know, the bicyclists, all of those things. They're not yeah. marketing to somebody who is going to, um, you know, the 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 thousand dollar a plate banquet or you right. know uh, things like that and 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 they're very and they don't try to be those other things i mean that's the other thing now if they sell a car like that that's fine but yep. they know that their brand is for outdoors people of a certain age and demographic because they're not inexpensive either yeah um, yep. you know and 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 they just they and and they do not deviate Absolutely. And what you just described there is, um, yeah, so they they know their their target market, right? Mm-hmm. They know it very well. These big companies spend a lot of money on on mm-hmm. research because what they understand is that's where it all starts. And mm-hmm. this is the big thing that we entrepreneurs and business owners, because we're so in love with our product or our mm-hmm. program, our course, whatever it is that we're selling, that's where our focus is. And mm-hmm. so we tend to talk, you know, we, we tend to talk about all the things that we love about that, mm-hmm. the features uh, right. about the product or program. And mm-hmm. we forget that we're actually selling it to a market. Mm-hmm. And that's actually where that's the most important thing, because if mm-hmm. you don't have a market, you won't have any sales. So right. you can have the greatest um, thing in the world, but yeah, nobody's right. buying it. Mm-hmm. So coming back to um, what I was saying about the copywriters, mm-hmm. w- one of the things that they did, um, like world-class copywriters is mm-hmm. they would, bef- before creating a product, mm-hmm. They would go to a, a market, right? That that had a need that was unserved, whatever mm-hmm. it could be. Right. Let's, let's take acne as an example for, mm-hmm. for teenagers. So they would go to that market and they would research everything about that market, like all the um frustrations that the teenagers have about having acne, how mm-hmm. embarrassed it made them feel, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So they would understand that market inside and out. Then what they would do is they would write a sales letter of like the most mm-hmm. amazing product that had never been invented, right? Mm-hmm. So they would write the sales letter as mm-hmm. if this product was real mm-hmm. and they would write all the benefits and all the features and kind of make a um, a, an imaginary product. Mm-hmm. And they would try to create a product in their mind that hit all of the frustrations okay. and challenges that, mm-hmm. that, you know, I wish I could just put on a cream and the acne would disappear like immediately. Mm-hmm. So they would, you know, write that in the sales letter. Mm-hmm. And then they would go, okay, here's the product that, and they would take it mm-hmm. to whatever it is, a company and go create that product mm-hmm. and everything that they couldn't fulfill, right. Then they would remove that from the sales right. letter. Right. Mm-hmm. So the point is you, you go to the market first mm-hmm. and then you create to so understand the market and then you create a product for that market. Mm-hmm. But what we do 90, I'd say 95% of the time, 99% of the time probably is mm-hmm. our business owners. We come up with an idea mm-hmm. and then we try and sell it to the market. Right. That's actually backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so the point is, look, the market is number one. That's the most important. You need mm-hmm. to know the market inside and out, and that's what these big com- big companies or successful companies mm-hmm. they know their market inside and out, and then they position their product in a way that speaks to that market. Mm-hmm. So if Subaru is a great example. They're right. out, they're very outdoorsy mm-hmm. type company. Toyota mm-hmm. is more of like the Toyota Corolla is the best selling car mm-hmm. in the world, and it's more just reliability, right? It's low mm-hmm. cost, reliable, lasts forever. So that's mm-hmm. how they position there. Um, so yeah, different. It, it's just it's knowing what your market wants and giving it to them. Basically, is mm-hmm. the secret to good marketing, right? Selling. Yeah, and and we've all seen the examples, you know, because it happens m- many times. Of the, I have this way cool thing. Mm. Somebody must want it. You know, yes. well, maybe maybe they don't. Um, mm. But but yeah, if you if you if you if you don't know, then why are you gonna you know now? You, you got it, it's kind of the chicken and the egg thing, you know, which comes first. I mean, you, you kind of have to have some ideas like the car right, company right. knows, okay, we're selling cars. Um, right. but, but yeah, it's what are, you know, we think people want this, but what mm. do they really want? Um, you know, and, 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 you know, we see that like, you know, you, you see ads or, you know, you see a product and it's like, well, that doesn't seem like the most important thing. And that's, that, mm. but, you know, somebody in their marketing department said, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, exactly right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I my kind of original trade when I started was, was copywriting and that I said mm-hmm. that's what I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. That's really what I do every day. That's why my clients mm-hmm. hire me. It's not because I can load an ad into Facebook or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it's more the positioning and the messaging. Mm-hmm. But copywriting, all it really is, is just reflecting 
your prospects' words back to them. Mm-hmm. So by they will they will literally give you the message mm-hmm. that you can use in your ads. So I'll give you a really great example. It happened yesterday. I was speaking to um I have another company that I that I'm in um mm-hmm. uh helping women in their finance and and um, my business partner we, we were chatting and she uh, is doing some of the sales calls at the moment and she said you know one of the things that these women are, so these are women over 40 that are mm-hmm. single that are looking for help with their finances okay. so that they can retire. So she's got a pretty good niche defined. Yeah. And um, one of the things that she said to me yesterday is like, you know, I'm getting a lot of women who like these divorced single women, mm-hmm. they come to me and they say that they're very kind of bitter because they say, they say to her, you know, I told my husband to do this with our money and do this with their money. And now I'm divorced and I've got no, no plan mm-hmm. for retirement. Mm-hmm. And she's hearing that over and over again. Now, if it was just one person that said that randomly, mm-hmm. okay, that's just something to put yeah. to the side, but she's hearing it constantly. Mm-hmm. Right. And I said, that's really interesting. We could use that as an angle for an ad, right? Mm-hmm. Where the ad starts out with like, Hey, you know, are you kind of you know, you're divorced, you're single. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, after, you know, are you frustrated after telling your mm-hmm. husband to do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. you know, you, you now don't have a, have a, um, you know, reti- retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Let me help you with that. That's what I specialize mm-hmm. in with women, helping them create passive mm-hmm. income in retirement, blah, blah, blah. The point is it's just, it's wording that we're hearing over and over again mm-hmm. that we can now literally put often verbatim mm-hmm. in our ads and that's a message that where the women go, yes, that's me, mm-hmm. right? Will it work? We don't know yet. It's a test that we that we mm-hmm. have, right? So we can. It's like a hundred dollar test. It doesn't mm-hmm. cost a lot to. And that's the other great right. thing about online. Mm-hmm. It's a cheap. It's a cheap mm-hmm. test. But the point is, that's all copywriting is. Is literally taking what your market is telling you, the words mm-hmm. that they will give you, and then reflecting it back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the wording is. Um, sometimes there's stuff that they won't tell you, and you have to fill in the gaps mm-hmm. from having conversations with them. Right. There'll be things that are unsaid. You've got to kind of read between mm-hmm. the lines. Um, but often it's just verbatim. They mm-hmm. will tell you what, especially on one on one calls. Mm-hmm. Um, like forums are good, anonymous, anonymous forums mm-hmm. are good for research. Um, but yeah, that's all copywriting is. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, simple, not always easy, but um, mm-hmm. it's a very straightforward process. Right. Yeah. So I'm an old school marketer. Do they still mm-hmm. do focus groups? Because I remember doing yeah. those where you know you got in the do. 10, 15 yeah. people. And and you you ask them, hey, you know, if we're going to design a new car, what yeah. features would you want? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they would. I don't know if they would that, that ask. Well, they, they could ask that that question. But a better question would be, what are your biggest frustrations with your current car? Ah. People can easily okay. pick those out. Or mm-hmm. what are your biggest frustrations with the XYZ competitor's mm-hmm. car or whatever? So people more. <laughs> It's kind of like asking people, like, what do you want? A lot of people don't really know what they want to right. move Right, they're going to gonna go, know I what need they're... the car to go forward when, yeah. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's all, a lot of my marketing is finding the frustrations, mm-hmm. either with the current process or, you know, competitors, mm-hmm. and then creating a, a training or a product or whatever mm-hmm. that that just addresses those mm-hmm. um, those those needs that aren't being met. That's mm-hmm. all the frustration is, basically. So that would be a better question. That, so, mm-hmm. yes, they do do, in, in the bigger companies, they do focus groups. Mm-hmm. There's other um, methods of research. Uh, focus groups can sometimes give you, it's not 100% accurate data, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you've you've got to kind of, um, as I said, like you can ask questions and it can give you, asking questions is actually, like asking questions that give you the right data is actually a very- Well, that's um, a skill. It's a very hard skill, mm-hmm. yeah. People ask questions. Assuming, so I'll give you a great example. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of coaches that I um, that I work with when they when they come to me, like you know, because their goal is they want a, an appointment in their calendar to, mm-hmm. to close the sale, right? Right. Well, one of the questions that they often ask before they come, and I tell them why it's not a good question, mm-hmm. is um, they'll ask like, you know, when someone's booking in, okay, I want to speak to this coach at like whatever it is, at nine a.m. on Monday about helping me with my kids who are uh, playing up or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the questions I'll often ask is like, hey, um, you know, if this is a good fit, are you, kind of, are you ready to invest? Like, mm-hmm. or do you have the money to invest? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, are you ready? Yeah, are you ready to move forward basically mm-hmm. if this is a good fit? Now, that sounds like a straightforward question. It's mm-hmm. like, well, right. um, it's a it sounds like if you question. ask that question, it's going to give you that data. Mm-hmm. But it's not because what's happening is you're you're asking the prospect to answer a question where they actually don't know anything about your program. Mm-hmm. So it's out of context. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Another good question is like, do you have like, um, do you have the finances to invest in yourself? Mm-hmm. That's a really common question. Right. Again, this you're asking them to answer that question without knowing anything about your program, mm-hmm. right? So they ask. Yeah, their doing response the- should be why? Why are you asking? Yes. Well, that people will answer. They'll go, yes, I have mm-hmm. the finances, or you know, mm-hmm. I could find finances or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're asking you're asking that out of context of the sales conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So you think about a sales conversation, mm-hmm. you get on the phone with someone, you ask them the discovery questions. What are you stuck mm-hmm. with? What do you want to achieve? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yes, I can help you. Here's how I can help. And you map out this is your pitch, mm-hmm. right? So you go through your pitch and then you explain how that program or product mm-hmm. can help your prospect. Mm-hmm. Now they're much more informed. Right. Now they can, if you do your pitch right, now they can see, wow, this program is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, this can help me with my kids or this can help me with my marriage. Mm-hmm. I need this, right? This is exactly mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. And now if you ask them, hey, um, you know, it's $5,000, mm-hmm. now it's a different question because mm-hmm. now they have the full right. context, the full information mm-hmm. about your program and how it's going to help them transform their marriage. Mm-hmm. Now before, maybe they they said, oh, I don't have, you know, I really don't have the money at the moment. Mm-hmm. But now they see your program mm-hmm. and they go, I need to I'll find, find it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it doesn't. So questions can coming back to your f- question about focus groups. Mm-hmm. Can if you don't ask them the right way, they can right. give you the wrong data mm-hmm. or data, and that can really skew your perception about the market. Mm-hmm. So you've got to kind of t- ask a question, then you've got to do other types of research mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Right. Well, and and of course the tricky thing with focus groups is. You know, you you end up sometimes with one or two people who kind of take over, <laughs> yeah, and exactly right. you know, and, and and you know, and even if you're doing you know online, whatever it is, you know, it's just kind of human nature. I mean, like that's that's why in a jury trial you have like a four person. I mean, you know, you have somebody yeah. who ends up being kind of in charge, and and then you have people who are not going to say anything that goes counter to what the group is saying. Um, yep. they, they just go along. They do all of those. That's things. most people, by the way. Most yeah. people will like one, mm-hmm. once there's one person that has like a strong personality, mm-hmm. uh, strong yeah personalities, mm-hmm. and then the rest will generally f- mm-hmm. follow. So that's right. yeah, you're exactly right. Yep. Yeah, you know, and and so that's where you know, like you were saying, anonymous groups online, things like that, and and or even just paying attention. I mean, you know, maybe you're in the grocery store. And you're just yeah. overhearing people talk. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Having, you know, what having one-on-one conversations as well. Like that's mm-hmm. a big for my market with mm-hmm. coaches. Um, just doing irregular sales calls. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of, as I said, like with my my mm-hmm. business partner yesterday, you get a lot of intel about your market just mm-hmm. from having one-on-one conversations with your market. So if you're like running an e-commerce store or something more physical mm-hmm. where you're not actually speaking to your prospects one-on-one, that might be something that you want to add to your mm-hmm. And I think the business owner should be, you know, even if you're not the one doing the marketing, you've got a copywriter mm-hmm. or whatever, another section of your company doing that. I think it's important for the business owner to have their pulse on the market mm-hmm. as well, because at the end of the day, that's who you, that's who you're serving. If your if your message is veering away from your market, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you look look at what happened with Bud Light, Bud Light mm-hmm. recently. Oh, poor right? Bud Light. <laughs> um, Target, you know, Target's down ten days. Mm-hmm. In Target's a row now. having trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what happens when you craft a message that is not um, in alignment with your market. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, the Bud Light one is is a great example of that. You know, when I think of Bud Light, I think of the good old boy who's mm. working on his farm, fishing, hunting, whatever, who's drinking the beer. Well, that yeah. was not who their, their message was for. And then yeah. they were really surprised when it backfired. Um, yeah. You know, and, and as you said, I mean, you can, you can segment your markets they were trying to cross pollinate, um, you know, and, yeah. and then, and they really couldn't understand why the good old boy wasn't happy with this message. Um, yeah. 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 Funny that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it was, it, it was one of those where those of us who do this for a living, right. We all looked at it and went, well, that was stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really stupid. Actually, um, a, a side note, um, you know, people always complain that executives get paid so much money. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really great example of why they get paid because they have mm-hmm. so much responsibility, right? right? So one decision, right? Um, this mm-hmm. this executive, I don't think she's working with Bud Light. No, she's, taking she, she's not working there anymore. Yeah. So what's it cost them? Billion, like mm-hmm. more than I don't know, billions and billions mm-hmm. and billions of dollars um, for one decision, right? To run mm-hmm. this one campaign. Right. That's why executives get paid more because they have so much responsibility mm-hmm. on this on their shoulders right. to get to make the right decisions. Obviously, that was mm-hmm. a really bad decision. Uh, I don't know, just a f- 
funny note that I wanted to um, mention there. Yeah, it, it it really was one of those where we all went, well, really? Yeah. We did, you yeah. know, and, um, and, and the funny thing is, of course, they have other product lines yeah, that, man. that would have been better for that message. I mean, you know, that was, that yeah. was the whole thing. Um, you know, and, and I mean, that's nice when you have a big company and you have lots of different product lines, you can go, okay, well, this one appeals to this and this one appeals to this. And, yeah. Or create a new one or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I mean, that's why, you know, I'm from Colorado where Coors beer is, you know, it's, it's actually owned by somebody else now, but they created Zima as you know this totally different product line to appeal yeah. to you know the younger hipper females i mean you know because coors was typically you know uh, for for men and mm-hmm. yeah so they created an entire new product line it kind of lasted for a while it kind of didn't i actually you know i liked sema but i was their target demographic um mm-hmm. and uh, so but yeah i mean they just and and i think you know we've we've touched on it the fact that you know, they might have their little sales team got together and went, "Ooh, this sounds really good," but then <laughs> they didn't bother to ask the actual consumers, "What right. do you think about this?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, should have done a small. And that's mm-hmm. the other thing is, like, once you have a message, you can do, you can mm-hmm. test it small, right? So the right. equivalent to that online is just run a hundred dollar mm-hmm. campaign, as I said before. Right. But yeah, maybe take the product idea or the mm-hmm. new product to a, a bar mm-hmm. in, you know, yeah, full well, of guys and say, "Hey, what do you?" Easy. <laughs> What do you think of this? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like, no, I wouldn't go down that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've saved yeah. yourself $10 billion by doing that. Okay. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. And you could have put that $10 billion towards developing a different product line. You know, and, yeah, exactly and, but, right. but yeah, it's, I mean, you know, and, and the, the thing about them is they're, they're so big that they'll be okay. You know, the, yes, those poor right. people, you know, In the long fired. But, yeah. um, you know, the, the problem though is when you are a small business, and one mm. decision like that might cost you your entire business. Yeah, exactly right. Yes, you have to. Uh, so in the, I, I was reading a book the other day, um, advertising book, but the first one I'd read in like, I don't know, maybe four, year, four or five mm-hmm. years. I don't really read them too much anymore. Um, it's called Seducing Strangers. And um, it's the, the guy who he was um, one of the, I think he was a co-producer on Mad Men, the TV show, but mm-hmm. he's also an advertiser. He is mm-hmm. a um, and he was like informing that he was like one of the consultants on the show to inform mm-hmm. them, hey, here's how a person would approach an advertising mm-hmm. campaign. Anyway, um, so wait, what were, we, what were we talking about? Sorry, I just got lost then. Uh, oh, Bud Light and, and knowing who you're supposed to be reaching. Um, oh my gosh, I just lost, lost my. I know, it'll come back, it'll come back. It will, it will, I'm sure it will. Yeah, don't worry about it then. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what well, I was trying to think of that the, the show. Like, like I said, squirrel. Um, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I think the other thing with advertising that we always have to keep in mind is, is, you know, not just knowing who we actually need to, to reach, but how to reach mm. them. Um, you know, mm. I had somebody the other day said, you know, you need to do this on TikTok. And I said, no, I'm not <laughs> on TikTok. The people we need to reach are not on TikTok. Um, you know, or I was watching a, a TV program and it was, it was like, you know, one of the crime ones, you know, people were getting shot and, and all sorts of stuff. And and it was late at night. I mean, it was after yeah. 10 p.m. And a commercial for children's cereal came on. And oh, I thought, oh, that was wasted money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and and that was probably one of those where, you know, they there was ad space available and some very good person, yeah. that, you know, they were able to convince them, hey, you should advertise this cereal. But yeah, you know, it was don't, and especially with when you're spending money. I mean, it's one thing to to choose the wrong social platform. You're only going to yeah. lose your time. Um, but but yeah, you know, if you're spending your money, you need to know where you need to be spending it to get the biggest bang for your buck. Yes, is that exactly right? Especially in the, yeah, in the beginning of your business, you want to mm-hmm. just go directly to where your mm-hmm. to where your customers or clients generally are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, there's no harm in testing on other platforms later right. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't want to don't want to definitely don't want to start there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and as you said, in in a lot of cases, it's pretty inexpensive. And you can do A B testing, you can do all sorts of, of things. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it's um it is definitely something. Now, you know, Luke, what do you tell people who just say, I can't afford, I, I can't afford advertising? Yeah, I honestly from- so there's kind of two schools of thought in whether you should start ads at the beginning of your business mm-hmm. or more like once you've made sales and okay. kind of proven your offer or product or whatever. 
I'm of the probably the minority here saying that you should do advertising right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why is so generally, like when a business owner starts, they they're trying to do the free strategies, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's PR or podcast interviews or going mm-hmm. going in Facebook groups, whatever it is, to sell their program or their product. And the problem with that in the beginning is your audience is so small that it's it's very hard to test your message, right? So, for example, okay. let's say I put a, a post up in a Facebook group and I go, mm-hmm. hey, everyone, I've got this new program. Here's what it's about. Um, if you're interested, book an appointment on my calendar here, mm-hmm. right? So you put out an offer. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a pitch for your program. It could literally be an elite, you know, free guide or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And you don't get any appointments or you mm-hmm. get barely any people opting in or signing right. up for your So webinar, you think, ah. Well, the problem is you think, is my offer the problem or is mm-hmm. it that I just, there's no one, there's no audience, mm-hmm. right? So right. when you have no traffic, it's very hard to tell what the problem is and what's mm-hmm. wrong. Is it my message or is it mm-hmm. just that there's no people? Mm-hmm. And it actually takes a lot longer to figure out your message. Right? So this, you know, for example, to build your list, you might be getting an email, you know, mm-hmm. a subscriber once a week or twice a week or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that's not enough emails coming onto your list to mm-hmm. send regular emails to get appointments, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, you know, so I'm of the school of thought that you want to be doing advertising right away so you can test your message a lot faster. So, for okay. example, like I have a clients that come to me, they've never run ads before. And some are like newer coaches mm-hmm. and we take them from zero to filling their calendar right away because mm-hmm. I've done this so often. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because we can, you know, spend say 500 to a thousand dollars and test a lot of things right. and go, okay, this is the message for you. Mm-hmm. Right now, off you go. Now you're getting appointments mm-hmm. in your calendar. Okay. The downside is, yeah, you've, you've got to spend money, but the it's actually an opportunity cost. If you're spending six, 12, two years to figure out your message and mm-hmm. I'm doing it in two months because right. I'm running ads, mm-hmm. like, okay, sure, you've done it for free mm-hmm. for like two years, but mm-hmm. have you really done that for free? Like, mm-hmm. what's the opportunity cost right. of, of and, and the problem with opportunity cost is mm-hmm. we don't feel the pain, right? Mm-hmm. And so f- until later on. Um, so for me, that was I was doing free strategies for mm-hmm. many years. And I didn't realize how how much I'd actually lost looking back mm-hmm. by not doing ads right away. Now, does that mean I recommend that you do ads by yourself? Absolutely not. You shouldn't be jumping into Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever wherever your mm-hmm. audience is and trying to do it by yourself. You'll mm-hmm. end up wasting a lot of money. Right. I recommend that you if this is your business and you're serious about growing mm-hmm. this as a serious business mm-hmm. it could, and when I say serious I just mean like this is your kind of career right this is your right. focus mm-hmm. if you only want to get to whatever it is 5k 10k month mm-hmm. fine that's fine but if this is a business that you want to do as a career then I recommend that you hire a mentor that's done mm-hmm. what you want to do like really good not a fake guru mm-hmm. do your due diligence because I mm-hmm. hired some really bad There's mentors lots of lots of wannabes and fakes out There's there heaps mm-hmm. um so number one hire someone that knows ads and um if you d- don't have the cash flow. Well, I mean, most people that are starting a business, you, you can bootstrap. Mm-hmm. What I did is I actually got a side gig in a bar working just a part-time so mm-hmm. I could pay for advertising. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up working, as I said, in that agency mm-hmm. and they actually paid me to learn from them, which was pretty oh, cool. Yeah. And so I was doing that part-time as well as, um, you know, running, still running ads in my own business and, and using what I learned in the agency mm-hmm. to um, run my own ads. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is find a way to get cash flow to pay for your ads. And literally advertising can be as little as 20 bucks a day in the beginning, 30 mm-hmm. bucks a day. I mean, the more you spend, the more things you can test. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my clients, the newer coaches are starting at say $30 a day or so mm-hmm. um, to 50, 30 to 50 bucks right. a day. Um, but in the testing phase, maybe $100 a day maximum, even for my mm-hmm. seven-figure clients, that's mm-hmm. that's all I spend is 100 bucks a day on a particular campaign because mm-hmm. you don't need to spend a lot of money. And that will tell me very quickly after 100 bucks, I know whether the campaign's resonating, like whether the mm-hmm. message is resonating or not. If it is, I keep the ads going. If it's not, right. um, I just turn it off and try mm-hmm. a different headline or whatever right. it is. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm of this thought that you should be running ads right away so you can test your message and find mm-hmm. out what's resonating for your market, for your particular mm-hmm. program or product. And so you can actually get to your end goal mm-hmm. a lot faster. Um, there's so much opportunity cost in the free organic strategies. Mm-hmm. I reckon you should do the organic. Like I have a podcast, but I didn't do that first. I do that mm-hmm. now that I've got my advertising running, mm-hmm. I, I add organic strategies mm-hmm. um, later. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The advertising is converting, and that's because the, those organic strategies are great. They'll bring in free leads and mm-hmm. product sales or whatever, um, but they're more of a slow burn. They mm-hmm. take, you know, if you're doing a blog, you've got to do it regularly for years. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a podcast, um, you have to look at a podcast as like literally, I mean, you know you know what, what it's like, Deb, is the first couple of years, you're just you're just kind of building that momentum, mm-hmm. and then you, it's going to take a, at least a couple of years to mm-hmm. start getting good momentum in your podcast. Right. So any organic strategy, it has to have that mm-hmm. long-term view. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have that long-term view. They want it to work right away. Right. And they don't have the patience. So then they go from mm-hmm. blogging to like, oh, I need to do a Facebook group. And, oh, this is mm-hmm. not working. I need to do DMs. Oh, I need to, this is not working. I need to do a mm-hmm. podcast, whatever it is, right? So, yeah, and they give it like a month. <laughs> right. Folks, right. sometimes this takes six months. It takes a year. Right, right. But people don't want to hear that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um if you had a, a, a marketing message saying, "Hey, I'll help you get clients in a year," um, it's not it's not going to be that appealing to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where all the fake promises come in. Mm-hmm. But with advertising, you, you can, if you know what you're doing, you can actually bring in right. results very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. But again, that's the thing: if you know what you're doing, that's why right. you've got to speak to someone. Yeah, you're um, not putting your children's cereal ad on the crime show at ten o'clock right, at night. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, and you also have to look at the other things. I mean, you know, especially with with people who are starting out in business, you know, they'll say, "Okay, I'm I'm going to network. I'm going to go to all of this." And 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 I actually thought about this a lot during COVID because mm. I used to do and and attend two or three networking events sometimes a week, mm-hmm. and then of course poof, you couldn't do that anymore, right? And so I sat down and I thought about it, and 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 I didn't really think about it until I did my end of the year accounting for my accountant, so that she could do our taxes. And she went, "Where did your expenses go?" Now she she knew obviously COVID, we weren't out and about, but right. I would spend so much money per month going to this networking, you know, mm-hmm. chamber, whatever it was, and there was always a cost associated with it. You know, maybe it was 30 bucks, maybe it was 10 bucks, whatever it was. And there was also the cost of my time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't just that I was going and it was an hour program. Well, no, maybe it was a 45 minute drive each way. And, and so my, you know, my little bit of thing all of a sudden was three hours and it cost me $30. And okay, well then I started adding that up and that's where it was like, Ooh, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and I very quick. And, and then of course my, my thought process went to, because I'm not doing that, have I lost business? Mm-hmm. And that yeah. answer was no, because I transitioned and started doing my networking online. You know, the yeah. three hour thing, you could do multiple things online between, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have to put on shoes, um, <laughs> you know, all of those various things. And so, you know, and, and I love those groups. I actually still belong. Because I think it's important to support them, um, you know, and and things like that. But it did not hurt my business at all to not do that. And so I think that's Mm -hmm. the other thing people need to think about is, okay, well, I was spending $100 a week to do that. What if I now spent that $100 on advertising? Right. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, there's, um, you know, people will... You know, they often say I don't have the money for ads, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be as simple as, you know, pulling it from somewhere else Mm -hmm. could be... Subscriptions yeah, you're not if really you went using, to Starbucks like three times a week, that's exactly that's a right. lot of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I said, like, as you know, if if the, one of the um, most pivotal points in my life, um, that changed my life was getting that gig with mm-hmm. um in an agency back in 2016. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's actually still my mentor to this day. His name's Jason um Jason Hornung, and mm-hmm. and as I said, he taught went into his agency went. For $200,000 a month, literally overnight was thrown in the deep end. Mm-hmm. And so my learning curve of advertising, just like my learning just went through mm-hmm. the, through the roof. And um, because he was a legitimate expert, mm-hmm. I was able to then take those skills that he basically taught me, mm-hmm. his frameworks, et cetera. And now I'll use it with other clients for like since, since 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that, you know, that has, that has, has transformed my life. So, mm-hmm. The, the point is like the the value of a, a really good mentor mm-hmm. um like someone that, and there's the, the unfortunate thing is there's not that many um there's not that many people that are that are like real real good experts mm-hmm. and if they are then I mean you can, you can pay for them which is fine which mm-hmm. is what you should do or if you go into their company they'll have other coaches that mm-hmm. help you and, and you don't want I don't recommend doing that because 
if the coaches that work for them um, were actually legitimate experts, they'd have their own company. Right. They, they'd be off on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I am not a proponent of going into – I'd find a legitimate expert mm-hmm. who's done what you want and actually go to them and pay them. Mm-hmm. Right? So do your research, like spend time, and that's what mm-hmm. I didn't do in the beginning. Um uh, do your research on finding out who the legitimate experts are and mm-hmm. work with them directly, mm-hmm. get direct one-on-one, not like mm-hmm. a five-minute, you know, group call. So when I say mm-hmm. work with them directly, it's, I don't mean you're on a group call with 50 other people and you get five minutes with them mm-hmm. because they need to be able to go into your campaigns right. and look at your messaging and look at your target mm-hmm. market and, and have time to think. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I don't have um, coaches working for me because I know how much time it takes to go into someone's, mm-hmm. you know, their avatar, their market mm-hmm. and look at their messaging and then mm-hmm. sit there and think, go away and think and come back because mm-hmm. uh, the, these problems, you know, turning advertising into high paying clients is is a, it's not an easy thing to do. It takes mm-hmm. um, a lot of, I mean, it's pretty straightforward in terms of like what you have to do, but it just, it just takes time and a lot mm-hmm. of effort. And if you're on a five minute call once a week with the, with the main expert, mm-hmm. you, you're not going to get the feedback that you need. Mm-hmm to be able to get the results that you want. Mm-hmm. So find the expert, pay them what they're worth and get one-on-one like mm-hmm. hands-on consulting mm-hmm. help with your campaigns. That's the best way to succeed. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to leave any stoned unturned um, in terms of being able to be successful. That's the best right. way to do it. Don't half, half-ass it, as they mm-hmm. say. Um, right, right. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that you talk a lot about and you've got some great resources on your website is emails. And you've already mentioned lists. Um, yeah. You know, your Facebook friends, your LinkedIn connections, folks, those are not your lists. No. Um, you <laughs> no. know, and, and I found that out the hard way when I lost access to my Facebook account for a while. Um, you know, I, it, it was, it you know, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, and, and um, so, you know, now we won't tell, but you can download your LinkedIn connections. Um, yeah. And, uh, but, but don't just spam them. No, no, bad, bad. Um, but, you know, talk to us about why it's so important to have your own list. And then, you know, how, how do we craft these emails? <laughs> I know. And, and we, um, we don't have much time left, <laughs> which just means we just have to have one again. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Why? I mean, if you think about it, like, Every company has like the foundation of their, uh, in terms of the being able to produce sales is is a list, right? At the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's like a da- another way of looking at it is a your database. Right. So when you get a client or a customer mm-hmm. or even just a email subscriber, that goes mm-hmm. into the, into the database. And every mm-hmm. company has this database. Mm-hmm. It could be a coach, it could be a manufacturer mm-hmm. um, selling you know, little widgets. Um, you know, the I'm holding up a silver eagle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the Silver Eagle, they have, you know, they sell the Silver Eagles to mm-hmm. different, you know, bullion dealers or whatever. So they mm-hmm. have their own process. So every company mm-hmm. has a list. And so your your list is your, um, it's kind of like the lifeblood of your of your company. Right. If you ever want sales, you, mm-hmm. you go to your list first and provide, mm-hmm. obviously you want to provide them a service or a product that, that fits, um, you know, their, their needs. But it is a, um, it's just a, it's just a, a place for you to go to generate sales. It's your mm-hmm. warmest market, in other mm-hmm. words. Um, so there's like people that have no idea who you are, they've never heard of you, people that mm-hmm. have heard of you that are out there, maybe seen an ad of yours, but they're mm-hmm. not on your list. People that maybe they're in a Facebook group of yours or they've mm-hmm. been to your website and they read your blog, listen to your podcast. Then there are people that are on your list, right? So mm-hmm. they're becoming more aware of you, more educated mm-hmm. on your products. Then there are your clients and customers that mm-hmm. have bought, right? They know your mm-hmm. program, they know your product, service, whatever it is. That's your hottest market. Mm-hmm. And so um your uh yeah, so your list is is like the foundation of your uh, the lifeblood of your company, mm-hmm. basically. Right. You know, and, and I mentioned on your website you've got um you can download the nine email offers that get coaching clients free. I've got it, I'm gonna read it. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I can't wait to do that. But we've only got about five minutes left. Um and <laughs> so um, you know, like I said, we have to have you on again. It, so I, I love this. I was looking on your website. And I would be remiss if I didn't didn't talk about this. You you know, it's it's your about page, and you say master of marketing, student of persuasion. That's great. We love it. And then you have drinker of whiskey and Aussie <laughs> hermit. So you know, we love the drinker of whiskey part, but but why Aussie hermit? Um, well, I'm Australian, so that's the yeah. Aussie part. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm a hermit. So I just put those two together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, um, uh, so I so this is kind of it's an email technique, um, mm-hmm. just a small one to get to for people to remember me by, um, mm-hmm. basically to to stand out. So all I've done there mm-hmm. is I've kind of exaggerated my my personality and just mm-hmm. given myself a name. Um, so yeah, so if you want to, it's one way to stand out with your emails and your market mm-hmm. is to get, is to exaggerate your personality. Mm-hmm. So I'm a hermit in that I, I'm a homebody and I like to stay, stay mm-hmm. home and I'm Australian. Most of my market is, is in the U S mm-hmm. that's where most of my clients are coming, come from. So, uh, U S p- people generally like Aussie. So that's what Aussie, that's why mm-hmm. I, I played up that part. And then the hermit part is, yeah, it's just an exaggeration of, of me being mm-hmm. a homebody. So I just, the Aussie hermit, it's just a way to stand out and be memorable in the mm-hmm. emails. Right. You know, and, and and I love that because it is, it's not really a tagline, but it is the way that, that people can remember you. Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and I love that it's, you know, it's, it's perfect. Um, especially after talking to you, it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's you. <laughs> well, look at me. It's my room's dark still and everything. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's the crack of dawn there for you. I mean, you know, Actually, I could probably, <laughs> I can probably open the window now. The, um, the sun's up. So oh, good. Oh, good. see a bit of, bit of sun coming through now. yeah and see it's it's almost cocktail time for me yeah. um so you gotta gotta love this well you know look we've we've been having a great conversation and as i said we have to to do this again because you've got such great information but how do people find you and what are the services that you provide yeah so um generally the the my ideal client is is a coach a consultant like a high ticket sales professional that mm-hmm. is wanting to get into advertising or um, ideally they're already running ads and they either want help scaling their campaigns. Mm-hmm. So I help have campaigns where we're spending up to, you know, $70,000 a month, sometimes higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some that are just, as they're just getting started. So if you want to be able to turn advertising into clients, high paying mm-hmm. clients, then that's, that's who I help. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way to know more about me is just go to lukecharlton.com. But if I also... I said, if you go there, you can get that the nine email offers mm-hmm. that that download, and you can jump on my list, and you can see how I do my my emails. Yes, I'm now on your list. Mm-hmm. Yep, so you'll see that. And then um, uh, the other way is if you want to speak to me directly, I'll I for your audience, Deb, I have a free um, like a free call, like a free mm-hmm. game plan, ad okay. scaling game plan. So just go to Luke'sFreeGamePlan.com, and there you'll get a one on one consultation with me. Now I don't do sales calls anymore. Um, so this is kind of like a, a gift to your audience. Oh, well, thank that, you. Um, yeah. So basically I'll just jump on the phone, have a, do a mm-hmm. one-on-one consult, find out about their campaigns, mm-hmm. what they're stuck with, mm-hmm. um, go through their numbers. Then I'll map out a plan on exactly mm-hmm. what they need to do to fix the challenges that they mm-hmm. have with their campaigns. I've done this a long time, as I mentioned. So there's not mm-hmm. really a problem that I haven't seen or been able to solve. Mm-hmm. So uh, just lukesfreegameplan.com and you should be able to book a spot on my calendar there. Perfect. I love it. So I wrote that down so that I can get it in the show notes. Cool. You know, it, this this has been delightful. And I think it's, you know, it, it is reminding us that the basics are what we need to be focusing on. Um, yep. You know, yeah, there's lots of flashy things, especially in the world of tech. I mean, we didn't even talk about, you know, oh my gosh, AI and, and all of those various yeah. things. I think there's still people. We, we you know, we, it, it helps. I mean, I was writing some copy earlier today and I put it into chat GPT and I went, ooh, that's better than I could write. <laughs> but I had to put it in there and then I had to fine tune it. So, yep. um, you know, it's until it can actually read my mind, which, you know, it would go, ah. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to go down uh, that path. <laughs> you know, it's, and, but, you know, there's, and, and creating images, you know, and, and all sorts of stuff. I think, you know, all of those things, they're just going to help us do what we do. But, right, um, right. you know, I, I would love to, to have you on again, because we, you know, like I said, we just touched the surface on emails and, and things like that. So I would love to have you back. But until then, do you have any final thoughts that you want to have that you want to leave everyone with? Final thoughts. Um, it's probably maybe a, a recap of everything we discussed and you kind of just touched on it there, which is if, you're, if your campaigns aren't working, your marketing and, and sales, it's it's almost never like a yeah, bright, shiny object, a new thing that you need. It's like what what in your marketing and sales process, what, you know, the fundamentals are you not implementing? So when, when, an, when a message is not resonating, often it's an offer problem, okay? Like you're not presenting... Uh, your product or your service. It could be an, a, a 
an offer to get them in the calendar. It could be an offer to get them to subscribe to the email list. Um, if if you're not if they're not taking the action that you want them to take, you're not presenting them an offer that is appealing for them to take that action. Okay. And the pro- the the final thing is way that you know that you have to get the right offer is not by looking at your offer it's by going to the market and again researching the market and finding out what are their what are their pain points their frustrations and then going okay does my offer match up obviously it's not because it's not working how can i reposition this how can i change the headline how can i explain this differently maybe more clearly um to to explain the benefit that i'm trying to get across and then i'll test that message so it's just a Iterative process, basically. But yeah, look to the fundamentals to fix your campaign issues is what I would say. I love it. Well, I've been having such a great conversation with Luke Charlton. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.